and welcome to the Building Better Men podcast from Life Builders. We are here again to educate, edify, enlighten, encourage, maybe even entertain. Ultimately, we are here to uh, encourage you to form and forge a closer relationship with Jesus. Uh, we can guarantee you, if you can change your approach to a more positive outlook at your faith, a more positive outlook in terms of your relationship with Jesus, he will transform your life for the better. Now, I am sure there's many out there in podcast land that have watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's one of the most iconic films to have graced our cinemas all over the world. We're introduced to two of the lead characters quite early on in the, in the uh, series, and it doesn't take long for the viewer to develop an affinity with these two characters, Frodo Baggins and Samwise Gamgen. And at one point, I believe it's in the first film, The Fellowship of the Ring, there's a beautiful and emotional line that Sam says to Frodo as they're climbing up this mountain called Mount Doom. Uh, now, for I guess just a little bit of background for those that probably aren't familiar with the film, um, the, the crux of the, certainly the first film is that Frodo needs to carry this ring and he needs to dispose of it uh, at a particular location, a specific location. And only he can carry the ring. Nobody else can carry it. Now, partway through the journey, Frodo's clearly suffering from the weight of the ring. Um, not so much in its physical weight, but the emotion that, and responsibility that comes with it. And he's physically unable to climb any further. Now, Samuel, his friend, he can't lift the burden of the ring from Frodo because he's not allowed to, to carry it. Frodo is the only one, really, that, uh, if you like, is pure enough to be able to carry this ring. But Samuel gathers as much strength as he is able to, and he picks up Frodo and carries him up the, up the mountain instead. And it's preceded by this these words, this particular line. He says, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. This is not so much showing how strong, how physically strong Samuel is, but this really shows, more importantly, the strength of his loyalty. It's an extremely heroic moment in the film. It's one that exemplifies brotherhood. And fans of the series will remember this part of the film quite vividly. Brotherhood is probably one of the least talked about disciplines in church circles. It's, it's probably overlooked by many churches, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's often not even recognized as a spiritual discipline. We, we often hear the phrase, men don't talk. But if we really unpack that phrase, it's not really true. It may be true to an extent, but it's not really true. Men will talk. Men do talk. However, when it comes to uh, the stuff that probably impacts us the most, then maybe not. But if you get a group of guys together who are sports enthusiasts, you will struggle to get a word in edgeways. There's banter, there's counter-banter, there's a real buzz of in-depth, light-hearted, but meaningful, real, conversational interaction. <laughs> and I could say the same about music, science, faith, history. If there's a common ground of authentic interest, men will talk but as I said, when it comes to those things that 
impact us the most if you're talking about relationships, finance, sex and sexuality, mental health, employment, unemployment. Many men feel unable to develop in those in those settings a meaningful connection with other men. And even if we do, we sometimes lack the spiritual component that ideally could undergird those type of relationships. As men, we prefer to do life alone, go solo. We kind of uh, go to this kind of default position. And there's a lot of different reasons why this may happen. But at its most basic level, these could be distilled down to four reasons. Number one, our time is valuable. Maybe we find things that we deem as more important to fill our time with rather than trying to build a relationship, an accountable relationship with other men. Number two, relationships take work. They take effort. Maybe we just don't feel that we've got the energy to do it. Number three, chemistry is challenging and autonomy is easier. It's a lot easier to have a relationship that is not really deep. It's kind of surface-based and we don't have to worry too much about getting into nitty-gritty stuff. It's easier just to kind of coast along in a relationship that is, to put it in a certain way, is a shallow relationship. It, It may still be meaningful, but it may be shallow in terms of its depth. And number four, according to a guy called Vince Miller, this is probably the biggest reason that men don't establish spiritual connections with other men. And that is because we've never experienced that kind of connection ourselves. We've never experienced that connection before. And having never had a spiritual friendship, accountable relationship with another man before we don't know how to do it we don't know how to develop it and because of this we've never experienced the benefits of that type of relationship and all of this leads many men to revert back to this default mode of maintaining superficial male relationships that often focus on trivial matters we just press the easy button it's easier just to coast along cruise control you know In Psalm 141, verse 3, 4, and 5, David kind of encapsulates the importance, if you like, of accountability partners. And let's just read a little bit from that particular portion of Scripture. I'm reading from the New International Version. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, uh, but in this particular portion of Scripture, I think it lays it out quite nicely. Psalm 141, starting from verse 3 through to verse 5 set a guard over my mouth lord keep watch over the door of my lips do not let my heart be drawn to what is evil so that i take part in wicked deeds along with those who are evildoers do not let me eat their delicacies let a righteous man strike me that is a kindness let him rebuke me that is oil on my head My head will not refuse it, for my prayer will still be against the deeds of evildoers. Amen. So, what does this mean? I mean, uh, David's here talking about, um, let a righteous man strike me, and that's kindness. No, (laughs) very poetic here. 
uh, what he's saying is, God, put people in my life that will be real with me, that will tell me when I'm out of line. And if it hurts me, if it hurts my feelings and it feels like a slap in the face, that's actually being kind because they're trying to keep me on track. God, let them rebuke me. Bring people in my life that will see where I've messed up and where I'm messing up and tell me to fix up because that is like oil on my head. I'm not going to refuse that kind of uh, interaction with somebody. That's good for me. It's like oil on my head. Now, what is this oil on my head business all about? <laughs> if, if we go back to the time when this was written, uh, many people travel uh, days. If they're journeying somewhere, it would take days to get uh, particular places. And it was not uncommon when you stopped at somewhere, uh, maybe a friend or maybe even a stranger, uh, stranger's house for some rest. Uh, it was not an uncommon thing for them to extend to you um, the courtesy of washing and anointing your head, you know, all the dust and everything that, that, that's kind of got all over your face and heads during that travel. They're going to help clean you up, get the servants to wash your feet. Um, this is a, it was a courtesy. And what David's saying is when you bring people in my life that correct me, that discipline me with their words, that guide me, uh, it's refreshing. It's a refreshment to me. It's like oil on my head. David understood the importance and value of accountability, accountability partners, people that would help him and keep him on track. He was the king of Israel. How, how do you go to the king of Israel and tell him that he's wrong? <laughs> this is the guy who defeated Goliath. This is the guy who, after he defeated Goliath, the crowds are shouting, Saul has slayed his thousands and David his tens of thousands. This was a high-profile guy. But he realized that he, the king, this hero, he also needed to be held accountable by someone. And we know about the story of um Bathsheba and all of that we're not going to go into that now but David understood the value of accountability he understood the spiritual discipline of accountability and in this prayer in Psalm 141 he humbly asked God to provide people in his life who can represent God and his interests to keep him on track and there were various people when you look through the scriptures, particularly in First and Second Samuel's, uh, you'll see that God used various people in David's life to help do this. Abigail, Nathan, and Joab, they all confronted David at different points in his life. And um, if David prayed this prayer in Psalm 141, while he was fleeing Absalom, as some scholars believe, uh, Joab would have been one answer to this prayer since he confronted David after Absalom's death. So if David needed others to hold him accountable, how much more do I need people and you need people to hold you accountable? What is stopping me from asking for people to honestly confront me? What is stopping you from asking people and giving people permission to honestly confront you? This essentially is what brotherhood is about. It's not just about being friends. It's about iron sharpening irons. 
Proverbs 27, 17. Just as iron sharpens iron, friends sharpen the minds of each other. It was only recently that social media was absolutely on fire after the whole world watched Will Smith slap Chris Rock in the face at the Oscar award ceremonies. Now, whatever your opinion on why Will struck Chris in the face, I personally believe it was wrong. I believe the Bible would probably attest to that too. However, that's not what I'm focusing on now. Later that same evening, Will won an Oscar for his portrayal of Richard Williams in the film King Richard. And during his acceptance speech, he mentioned how Denzel Washington had spoken to him after the incident occurred and counselled him with some words of wisdom. And he shared some of those words during his speech. Now, we don't know everything that was said between Denzel and Will, but what we can say, what we do know, is that whether spoken or unspoken, Denzel, at least in that moment, had permission to give Will some home truths. And Will, in that moment, had allowed himself to be accountable for his actions and open to advice and counsel and correction. You know, men who participate in one-on-one relationships or small groups, statistics show that they mature faster than those who don't. Men ideally need to be involved in a Christian community, a community of, of men, not just the occasional weekend gathering that happens once a year, twice a year, whatever, but a regular small gathering where quite often you'll discover things about yourself and about each other that you may not have previously dis- uh, previously considered. You see, spiritual growth doesn't happen in isolation. It happens in community and men need other men. When men link arms, great things happen. We only have to look at Jesus and, and his men. And this, this isn't to say that Jesus didn't have women uh, with him as well. He had women also that supported and ministered with him. But let's look at the men uh, at this point, Jesus and his men. What Jesus did change the world, but without other people with him, would the world have ever heard the good news of Jesus proclaimed as it should? If Jesus needed people with him, we need people with us. I pray that you would read through the scripture, 141, Psalm 141, and challenge yourself to find somebody that will challenge you. Give them permission to ask you questions. You may be struggling in certain areas. Uh, It may be around how you're spending your money, how you're treating your wife, how you're treating your children. It may be to do pornography. It may be to do with all sorts of of things, which generally are things that you probably keep close to yourself and not really share with anybody. Now, understandably, you want to find someone who you can trust. And this is probably the biggest barrier for us as men is, is trusting one another. But let's start at somewhere. Let's get together. Let's at least talk about accountability. Now, this episode isn't an in-depth exploration. This is just unpacking the topic. And I'm sure uh, at some point we will look into this in much more detail. But I I feel this is such an important thing for us as men to do. If, If you are... I'm, and I'm sure there's many of you out there when you were, before you were a Christian, you probably just go 
down the pub or wherever with your mates and you talk about stuff that was close to you you trust each other with information and you would encourage one another maybe not in the same way as we do now as christians but you had a camaraderie you had a loyalty one to another you had a trust um that you had one for another that you could share particular things and this i believe is what we need within our circles in church enough of this popcorn friendship enough of this uh shallow relationships that we like to have in church let's let's go deep god bless you and um while we're on the topic of men getting together let me remind you of our national men's gathering which takes place the 10th to the 12th of june this promises to be a a, a brilliant weekend uh it'll be the third one we've done every single time it's excellent i have not heard one negative uh thing said about this weekend not that you know we couldn't improve of course but every single person that attends and enjoys this is not just about coming together and having church we've come together yes there's time of worship yes there's time for the words yes there's workshop but there's free time there's discussion there's sports there's foods i know you many love your foods um and it's a, it's a residential retreat um the price includes your accommodation your food your refreshments and obviously the conference itself if you hop along to www.lifebuilders.org.uk/today you will get more information and be able to register uh, if you register early enough you'll be able to pay in installments i know money's a bit tight for many of us um at this moment in time so please do jump onto www.lifebuilders.org.uk/today find out about our conference get yourself registered and we hope to see you there the 10th to the 12th of June 2022 god bless you and enjoy the rest of your day mm-hmm.